Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing to examine the Scripture related to how we pray for a nation. And we've looked in the book of Daniel in the ninth chapter. And we're now in the book of Ezra in the ninth chapter. And in the previous episode, we sort of set the context, set the scene. We looked at the first five verses. Ezra actually starts to pray now for his people. And I just want to look at two or three verses today, sort of a short time together. Uh, verse five uh, begins this way. But at the evening offering, I, and this is Ezra, arose from my humiliation, even with my garment and my robe torn, and I fell on my knees and stretched out my hands to the Lord my God. Verse 6, and I said, so here's where the actual prayer, petition, intercession begins. And I said, oh my God, I am ashamed and embarrassed to lift up my face to you, my God. For our iniquities have risen above our heads and our guilt has grown even to the heavens. So look at what he says in just this first verse right here. He declares that God is his God. And he just lets God know how he feels and what his emotions are. God already knows this, of course. And he tells him, I'm ashamed. He said, I'm, a, I'm embarrassed to lift my face to you. And if you remember in the previous verse, in verse 5, he fell on his knees and stretched out his palms, his hands to the Lord. The idea is uh, he could have been on his face. And I think he probably was because of what he said here in verse 6, that I don't even want to lift my face to you. Why? Because our iniquities have ri risen above our heads and our guilt has grown even to the heavens. He's saying this, we are guilty. Lord, we as a people are guilty. We as individuals are guilty. And these iniquities have risen above our heads, okay, and they have come before you. Verse 7, since the day of our fathers to this day, we have been in great guilt, and on account of our iniquities, we, our kings and our priests, have been given into the hand of the kings of the lands to the sword, to captivity, to plunder, and to open shame as it is this day. <laughs> so he's saying, God, I see what's going on here. He says, since our, our forefathers here, we have great guilt here. Our iniquities continue to grow. And the kings of the land are the ones that have come against us. We've been handed into their hands, to their swords, their captivity. We've been plundered by them. And we literally live in open shame because of this guilt that we have, because of sin and iniquity, which we haven't uh, confessed before you. Verse 8, but now for a brief moment, grace has been shown from the Lord our God to leave us an escaped remnant and to give us a peg, P-E-G, peg in his holy place, that our God may enlighten our eyes and grant us a little reviving in our bondage. The people that come back from 70 years of bondage in the land of Babylon. Now, Ezra's acknowledging some things right here. He's saying, Lord, you're giving us a window of opportunity right here. There's a brief moment of grace. And it has come from the Lord God. An escaped remnant, a remnant of the people, had come back to the land. God was giving them a new place to begin again. 
And he describes it as, as he gave us a peg in his holy place. So it's like a, a gigantic holy temple kind of idea, a holy place. And you got a little peg over on the wall over there where you hang your coat when you walk in the room. He says, you've given us a little peg right here. You've given us a little opportunity to hang on to something. Why? That our God may enlighten our eyes and grant us reviving in our bondage. He is declaring to God himself and to all the people gathered around. Okay. Remember, he did all this publicly right here. Okay. He did all this publicly. And he's acknowledging that the Lord is the one that's given a moment of grace. He's given us an opportunity here to be revived in our bondage. And that is God who will enlighten our eyes if we will allow him and if we will seek him. Tell you what, I'm going to stop right there for today. We'll continue on because this is a rather lengthy prayer right here. But I think the Lord's doing the same thing for us in the times where we live right now. He's given us a moment of grace. He's given us an opportunity for an escaped remnant to hang a peg on his holy place, given an opportunity for reviving in our bondage. Think about this, folks. Think about where you are right now. Um, at the time of this recording, it's the middle of May 2020, still having that coronavirus kind of thing. And a lot of people are getting disenchanted because they're finding out some things, okay? They're understanding some things. They are seeing that there is a remnant, okay, within the church, a remnant within the church. Uh, there are true believers within the church, and then there are people that are just religious and not true believers. And that's being manifested in a lot of different ways. And we're seeing and we're discovering and we're understanding that the church is the church, and the church doesn't need to have a set of time to do some things. Church doesn't need to have a particular building to be the body of Christ. The church doesn't have to have a certain procedure or protocol or a certain leadership structure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I could go on forever and ever to be the body of Christ. As a matter of fact, I think the Lord has given us an opportunity right here to set aside some things, to allow Him to break some bondages and some chains off our lives, and to actually be the body that He's called each one of us to be. Anyway, take this all before the Lord. See what he's saying to you, and I'll see you in the next episode.